Greetings, gamers. From the fires of Thunderfort Studios. Yes. This is episode 39. <laughs> yes. Of the Michigan GT Podcast. Welcome. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. 39. We're getting old. We are. Yeah, yeah I wish I was 39. Man, That'd I wish great. I was 39, too. Oosh. I was a freaking monster at 39. Yeah, yeah you were. I've seen the pictures. Yeah. 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 More ways than one. Also true. <laughs> yeah. I had a full head of hair. That you did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you still have most of it, just not on the. It, fell, it fell on my right. on my jaw, on your back. jawline, and my back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, with you today is me, Jeff. I'm Rick, and I'm Rick Doc. Welcome, everyone. What are we talking about this episode, fellas? Well, I think I, I kind of yeah. I, I thought we would talk about painting and and prepping for like shows. You know, how, how do you set up your, a new army between events? You know, War kind of, time. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I, I've been watching you work on this. Event prep. Kinda, yeah, event right? prep. Yeah, yeah sure. I've been watching yeah. you, you know, you come up here and paint on Thursdays and mm-hmm. other days. And we just did the airbrush event. Yeah. Which was super fun. Glad you um, had a good time. Yeah, it, it was it was eye-opening. On, uh, I think I can break down and put back together an airbrush, no problem. That's about all you did the yeah. whole time, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> well, but, I, I mean, it was good. Well, for me, it was good to see the others that came that did that the airbrushes were functional and they were able to like learn some techniques. Sure. Yep. And they got to play around. Right. And, well, and to fill our listeners in, uh, we did a, like a I did a little uh, intro to airbrushing class mm-hmm. here in the studio last weekend. Yeah. Um, yep. Sadly, you had to work, was, Rick, yeah, so you I couldn't come in. Work. But we had about what five or six people. I One, think. Two, three, four, five, four, six. Five, six. Yeah. yeah, six people came. Um, oh, right. On. Some people had airbrushes that weren't like the best, uh, so I was like able. The masters and yeah, like the yeah, little cheapo had, things that came yeah. with with the with the air compressor. Yeah, I, I had the masters. Yeah, you clogged hey, that up I in a couple with seconds. The master too. Right. It, yeah, it was a rough airbrush, you yes. know. But um, I did bring some of mine, so I, I was able yep. to get some people up and running who yeah. wouldn't have been able to airbrush otherwise. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of nice uh, that I could help them out and kind of. Get them rolling, and I, I wish I would have come just to play with the Steinbecker. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I would have loved that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a nice airbrush for sure. Yeah, the harder Steinbeck is a nice brush. Um, so yeah, so we spent a few hours, three four hours down here Saturday. Um, went through the whole transition of how to break down your airbrush, troubleshooting, you know, troubleshooting. Uh, if this is happening, why is this happening? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. My first time I've ever tried to teach a group. Oh, I've sat sure. down with individuals well, yeah, a, yeah. a number of times, you know, but, and I mean, it wasn't really formal, but, you know, I sure. kind of had a sl- small plan coming into it, you know. <laughs> That's all you need. Right. Plan. You know, and then um, I also brought in some uh, primed spoons mm-hmm. so oh, I could okay. teach people how to do, you know, feathering. that transition fade feathering kind of mm-hmm. thing going on there. Yeah. And then, um, then we had uh, Rick provided some uh, dragons that he had from uh, was it WizKids? WizKids. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, everyone had a little dragon that they could you know practice on and, practice and, and do some with. things and and try to mm-hmm. you know figure out some techniques and that kind of thing. And three cool. three of the dragons looked amazing. Really, you thought? Oh, yeah, I mean Mark and his wife. It was Kelly. Kelly, yes. And then uh, Aaron. Yep. Hers. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then mine just was like I got some paint on it. Yeah, you get partial credit because yeah, you, you ran out of airbrush. Partial right. credit. Um, and then, uh, uh, Mickey, Mickey. She she did hers analog. Yeah, she just pa- brush painted her brush paint. dragon. Yeah. Because well, she hey, she I and mean, I, she and I were sharing an airbrush, and when my airbrush just kind of went on the fritz, and it sucks because I had like 
six different guns right that i could attach to it and all of them were just not <laughs> some issue or another huh yeah, yeah. And, wow. and, and that's okay you know right and they don't love to sit for a really long time <laughs> right. so if you like used them years ago you know yeah. or we're brand new and i just have been sitting here for forever they're okay. all brand new. None, oh, of them, they, none of them had been oh used. none of them ever been used no. oh wow no Yikes. oh that's interesting i but, wonder but what it was good for me is it did like i said even though i may not have gotten to paint as much as i would have liked there is no doubt that when it comes to troubleshooting, I'm mm-hmm. going to be all right then. Oh, well, yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? So yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the worst part of airbrushing by far right. is the brush maintenance and right. dealing with issues as they come up because, I mean, it happens to me all the time right. where I'll get a clog in my airbrush, right. you know, just, and part of it's because some of the paints I have, or they just get old over time, right? And instead yeah. of just tossing them, I'm like, oh, I can squeeze a couple more projects push out of this bottle. Push through it. Push right. through it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yep. And, you know, you push end up. Push into a clog. Right. You end up getting Thanks. these little chips of paint stuck in there, and mm-hmm. then it's like, ah, come on. Yeah, I can, I can see how that can be super frustrating, especially when you're at a certain point in a project. Yes. And, and you know, with like we're saying, when you're doing a project between events, because, like, the you brought some miniatures that are sitting in front of us today uh, for your Adepticon army, mm-hmm. right? And this is your team event piece, right? Yeah. It was going to be, but oh. plans have changed. Okay. Uh, but it's going to be next year's project. Okay. Um, They're still amazing. Well, that doesn't change that. Are you, gonna use, <laughs> are you still playing the team event? Mm-hmm. And you've, but you've yeah, changed. we're just doing a different project. Interesting. Uh, yeah. 11th hour. Yeah. It I've, happens. Right. Are your are you guys' miniatures already prepped for this? Thing? Yeah, we're fine. Okay. Yeah, we're fine with miniatures right. as far as that's concerned. Okay. It was just uh, some of my teammates wanted to go a little bit different direction. Okay. So I was fine with it. Okay. Because that, that took some pressure off this project. Okay. So yep. it was all right. good. And mm-hmm. now I have the, the time to, to really do it right for next okay. year, yeah. which would be sweet. Okay. Well, like I said, watching you work on this project and other projects up before this for the, like, the Columbus – Mm-hmm. Event, yeah, and then, with with the Sylvaneth Army and stuff, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, watching the, you do that has been kind of eye opening to when you think about like the armies, legions, and hordes concept, sure, right, of painting. Sure, and, then, and you're referring to Dave Taylor's of course book, of course, <laughs> which is basically about putting together armies, right? Yeah, right. And then with with you, Rick, watching you prep for the different dead zone or firefight yep. events that you you and Brian have been kind of running around doing. Uh, it's it's very interesting to see that there is a different mentality in army painting and hobby sure. than me, who usually is doing, I'm going to paint a warrior tonight. Right. Yes. Or a oh, D&D thing oh, or yeah, something yeah, like it, that. It's a right. very different mentality. Right. You know, 100%. So um, I, saw, I started playing like really competitive wargaming and. Mm-hmm. Probably by now, it's a little over twenty years ago. Sure, right around that, like nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. right after I moved to Michigan. Yeah, I was never like a hardcore competitive war gamer prior to me moving here. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I was competitive amongst my friends. And, and, sure, oh, and, I, and yeah. I want to kick my friends' teeth in. Where you were know? you in ninety nine previously? San Diego. Yeah, this. Yeah, San Diego. But San Diego has such a big war gaming scene. I know it was. It's, it's a really big scene. Yeah, you know, and but I, I never signed up for tournaments or okay. anything like that. It was I had. No problem finding Play. opponents, right? Because yeah. my my gaming group was strong, mm-hmm. uh, and actually, I probably did even more role playing and stuff at that time than sure. even than even Warhammer okay. games. But I did have some friends that did play 
right. Warhammer with me. And like I said, if I wanted a game of Warhammer, I could get a game of Warhammer. Right. That was never an issue. Okay. And when I relocated uh, to Michigan from California, mm-hmm. I went down to my friendly local game store mm-hmm. and started getting into that scene. And while that scene, there really, really wasn't a lot of Warhammer tournaments at that point in time when I first started getting into mm-hmm. it. It did start to evolve <laughs> towards that. Right. And so Games, Games Workshop started this thing called, a, they called them Rogue Trader Tournaments. Okay. And it was like a packet that you could buy from Games Workshop. And you got this box, and in the box came the missions for the tournament. Okay. Uh, you got a trophy, a couple of certificates for other awards, and then mm-hmm. I think they were giving out a T-shirt for a while, too. You nice. know, you, you, you bought this kit. Yeah. And then you ran the tournament. Uh, if you ordered it, like, with enough leeway, they would even advertise it for you in their magazine for free as part of the... Oh, sweet. As part of the uh, the package. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> and so you started seeing a bunch of, of you know, their customers, There's mm-hmm. these game stores would start buying these kits. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now you had a catalog of events you could start going to. You just look right. in the magazine and say, oh, shit. You know, over in Saginaw next weekend, there's a tournament. Let's go. You know, yeah. and so it really started to, you know, them having this program really built the competitive wargaming scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure it's way further than just, you know, this area of Michigan because it was all over. Of course. It was, the country. It, yeah. And beyond. And beyond. Yeah, yeah. All over the world, really. Yeah. Everywhere that magazine was yeah. printed, you know. And and the trick was just getting the, the store owner to take enough initiative to order the kit because it was like a three month lead, mm. right? You oh, had okay. you had to order well, well ahead of time to get yeah. it into that magazine. You could get the kit, but right. to get it in the magazine, in the magazine you needed that three month lead. And our local guy was great about that, and you know, me and a couple of the guys would help organize them and that kind of thing. And so I, I was either helping run it or or playing depending upon the event, right? You know, and when it really got rolling, mm-hmm. uh, probably a one o two. Right in that range, I mean, we were pulling in 40, 50 players, wow. you know, oh, for nice. these okay. one day events, man. Okay. It was wow. it was sick, and you know, and then we try to travel to some other events, and they were also getting 40, 50, 40, if 50. they were advertising it right, you know, yeah, and so it kind of like the, a circuit kind of built up, you know, yeah. with some of these major games stores mm-hmm. around, and so it's like, all right, well, we're doing one this month, you do one next month, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. so that people weren't stepping on each other's toes yep. and it just kind of evolved into this kind of cool circuit. And right. they did that for a few years and then they of course dropped it and who knows mm. why? Cause it was super successful. I mean, right. <laughs> who knows? It didn't, Someone, make, it didn't make a lot of sense. I, I, but. I feel like anytime something like that happens in, this industry and probably many others is because someone comes in and is put in a position, right? Yeah. And they yeah. want, and in order for job security, they try to make changes. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm really busy. Be, I'm right. really busy on updating this new program or the sure. program or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. Well, you, or it you, was you destroyed it. The brainchild of this one guy, he well, left or something right, to that yeah. effect too. And nobody I mean, wanted to take it back on. Or, or right. Or it, was a lot, it was a heavy, heavy lift. Yeah. Or, or we're just, just all this work and we're just not making any money off this. It's right. like, no, you're making a ton of residual money off this. Right. Trust me. Right. You know, but <laughs> hard, hard to quantify it. Right. One hundred percent. That's that's the problem with marketing. Yeah. It's, it is actually. Difficult to quantify. It can be difficult to quantify, yeah. for sure. So this was a really long way of leading into the, the yeah. statement here. But So when I started playing in all these competitive events, you know, you're, you're 
finishing, you know, you, you might win a couple games or whatever, and, and you're seeing where, you know, you're ranking up compared to the other people. Right. Well, one of the things that I was starting to look at in competitive play, because it is a dice game, yep. and you can't control your dice, right? Correct. And you, there's a lot of things you can't control. But one thing I realized that I could control was all these events were giving out appearance scores. Right. So, ta-da. Well, <laughs> so I decided, I said, okay, well, I may not be a master artist, but if I put time and effort into the appearance of my pieces, yeah. I can control how many points I'm going to get from that mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. So I can instantly have an advantage over the majority of people that are going to come to this event if I'm ticking all these boxes. Yep. And I know this isn't the first time I've talked about this on, no. on this podcast, but right. it won't be the last either. Probably not. Yep. You know, and it should be because I think that's something that people should be. It should be reiterated, right? In regards to so, if you're a tournament right, player. if you are a tournament player, you have a lot of control over your appearance score. Yep. And as a person who judges appearance, because I do yep. at, at events, it does not have to be a work of art to get a very high score. Mm-hmm. It just has to check boxes. Right. Right. And so, you know, you you can check almost all the boxes and still get, get nowhere close to best painted. Sure. <laughs> but like at, at the GT, for example, yeah. you know, your paint score is worth 100 points. Wow. It's 100 points. That's so it, it's points. like the equivalent of two games. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it, it carries a lot of weight. It sounds like it. It's a lot of weight. Yeah. But it's not hard to get 75 points mm-hmm. out of that 100. Right. Right. You just got to put the effort in. Right. If you put okay. the effort in, you're going to get 75, you're going to get 80 points. Mm-hmm. That part's not hard. It's just a built-in <clears throat> piece. It's a built-in piece. If you check the boxes, you'll yeah. get the, the 75, 80 points. Nice. That last 20 is going to be about skill and art. Mm-hmm. And going the extra mile and, and that right. kind of thing, right? Sure. But but you can get a solid B by just putting just grit. Yeah. Right? You know, just mm-hmm. put in the effort, put in the work, you'll get your eighty points. Yeah, nice. Now, if you're gonna put in the bare minimum, you're gonna walk away with thirty. Okay. Which is your three colors. That's your three color minimum. Yeah. Right. And if you're really sloppy and don't even put anything on the base, you're just gonna get zero. Wait. You got to base this? 100%. Ridiculous. Yep. It, call it what you will. <laughs> I just 3D print mine out. Yeah, they look great. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. If you're into it. <laughs> 100%. So so when someone is going to step to the table and they want to, uh, they're going to build an army right. or for any uh, miniature skirmish game, what is something that you both look at when you're going to think about your, your scheme? I know you did a dead zone scheme that was uh, Cobra. Yes. Right? And you did. Oh, like a G.I. Joe Cobra. G.I. Joe Cobra. Yeah, Cobra. I did a G.I. Joe Cobra. Right. And you did a Cobra Commander. Yeah, yeah. Cobra Commander cool. Orc, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, so w- what are the, the tools of, of your of your trade and the layout uh, that you As far as theme. Right. Well, yeah. You got the theme for your yeah. Right. So, yeah, each army I do has a theme to it. Oh, yes. Right. Um, yeah. You know, some stronger than others. Sure. Right. Sometimes it's just a couple colors I want to throw together, mm-hmm. you know, and then I try to uh, 
you know, find like a like a basing theme mm-hmm. that kind of will then tie it yeah. tie it together. Yeah. I I do find that that your basing goes a long way into tying things together. Okay. Um. So like, let's take my Sylvaneth army for example. Mm-hmm. That the last army you saw yep. me complete. Right. So when I decided to start working on that, you know, everyone paints trees. Everyone's got right. brown trees. Right. Yep. You know, because trees are brown. So I was like, all right, well, I want to be a little bit different. And so how can I do this different that's not going to look cartoonish? Right. I mean, even though cartoonish Would be ne- isn't necessarily do. bad because no, it is no, a fantasy not, realm, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I, that's not my style. I don't yeah, do right. many things cartoonish. Right. Um, but I do love birch trees. Mm-hmm. And so that ended up being my inspiration for that color scheme is to go with a more off-white bark instead right. of brown bark. And so, well, you you said you also got a little inspiration around the weir, or the weirwood trees. Yes, the weirwood. That's where the red leaves come for right. Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, yeah there was yeah. a combination of those. Yeah, two and things. it looked it looked phenomenal, and I I think I'm guessing because I didn't see you table it at any events because I don't go well, to those you, events. You should swing by Adepticon. I'll be having it out All right, at that so, event. All right, so, <laughs> well, the, the thing I I was going to say is. I'm guessing, you know, one of the things that I see people do at, like, at the GT last year and at other gaming conventions, that when someone puts something to the table that is well-painted, has a really cool theme, uh, that there's a lot of, like, oh, my God, that looks amazing. Oh, my right. God, that, mm-hmm. what, 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 you know, what was your inspiration behind this? Right. Oh, my God, is that, is that tree have a face and it's bleeding from the eyes? Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's, yep. you know, super cool stuff. Right. Just like I'm sure when... Well, when I took a picture of the Cobra Commander uh, yeah. miniature and I put it up and I was like, yep, using these. And so I was like, is that a Cobra Commander orc? And I was like, yeah, it is. I was like, you know, and I go, you know, this is Rick's, yep. Rick's d- design and stuff. And then they're, they're just like, that's so freaking funny and cool. Right. Well, and like that specific one, the mm-hmm. um, Cobra-themed Marauders, that was actually based on my enforcers that I did when I first started playing Dead Zone. I try to do the whole Cobra thing with my enforcers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it was that coming around five years later, it's mm-hmm. like, I can do that better. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and change it up and do it with Marauders versus Enforcers. Right. To see what it looked like. Right. Um, and, of course, add in the 3D printer so I could print Cobra oh, Commander's head. Bits and bobs <laughs> and yeah. that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, that, that, like, that specifically, that army, that's where right. that theme came from was sure i can do that project again but better right because so, not 20 years only like five right. <laughs> five well, six so let me ask you this right you for both of you mm-hmm. airbrush wasn't your first way of painting miniatures oh obviously. no not, not even close right so when you first started painting miniatures and you were doing as you call it the analog method, analog method yeah right uh <laughs> with with brush and maybe wet palette or dry palette, mm-hmm. however you did it um when did you pick up and why did you pick up air, the airbrushing technique uh, to add to your oh, toolbox? Right. And so you do airbrush now too, right? Yes, I do. So it's and been same, a, and same question. It's a total evolution, right? Yeah. right? So um, I started getting into the airbrush because at the game store I was hanging out at, mm-hmm. uh, there was a guy there who was an actual airbrush artist. And okay. he wasn't a miniature, airbrush miniature painter. He Just was a artist, t-shirt yeah. painter. Okay. Right? And that's what he did, right. you know. And then he came and, you know, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I could I could totally, you know, base coat that whole army for you with my airbrush. 
Right. I'm like, oh, well, how much are you talking? You know, I'm like, 30 bucks. I'm like, done. Right. You know, and, I mean, that's a lot of, lot of time. I'm not wasting, you know, right. putting yep. yellow down because it was a yellow Space Marine Army. Okay, is nice. what is what he, and he And he just did the base coding for me for mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Right. You know, and then a little while later, you know, after kind of watching him do some stuff, I'm like, oh, that's not okay. crazy, right. you know. And so then I asked for one for Christmas one year, and I got it, you know, got it for Christmas. And then I ruined it because I didn't know how to maintain it and clean it. As one does. As one does, right. And so, you know, that got destroyed. <laughs> and I think I probably destroyed about the first two or three okay. that I owned because I didn't know yep. the tricks to right. taking yep. care of them. Right. You know, and then one year at Adepticon, I went and um, – Ken from Badger Airbrush mm-hmm. held a seminar on how to clean your airbrush. Nice. It was an hour-long class, and it was free. You know, oh, I'm like, nice. I'm, I am there, you yeah. know. And yeah. so I showed up to that, and, you know, he showed us his little basics, you know, right. and that kind of thing. And right. so then I took a lot of information from Ken because it was all really good information. But then as I've taken other airbrushing classes mm-hmm. over the years – They've all given tips on how they clean their stuff. Right. And so now I think I got a, a pretty good mm-hmm. method to keeping my stuff clean. Right. But um, but to answer your question, yeah, it started, mm, it was probably about 2002, 2003 okay. is right. when so, I so, got it. Right. But for the longest time, it was strictly when I was working, which right. broke a lot, <laughs> right? It clogged a lot because um, I didn't know how to thin the paints. I mean, I didn't right. know any of that stuff. But this was... Right. Super early in the airbrush game, as far as miniatures are are concerned. Absolutely. And so I didn't have YouTube. You know, I didn't have all these resources to learn how to do all this stuff. And so it was in spurts. So I would, you know, get it up and running somehow, miraculously clear it out. (laughs) You spray a bunch of miniatures, then it would clog back up again, and it would be all down for a couple more months. And then i get, oh, I'm going to get that cleaned out. So somehow I managed to get it clean and going again for a little while. Right. But... You know, I didn't actually start using it as a complete painting tool for a while after that. I mean, it was probably a good five or six years right. so after but, that. But that still puts you at like almost 15 years of airbrush as a tool. As a tool, yeah, whether right. it was a, a base coater or a primer or something okay. like that. Yeah, early right. on, that's all I did with it. Okay. And Yeah, Rick, so for me, it was hmm. like three, four years ago. Right, and so so, what was your transition from from brush to the to air? What 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 gave you that? It like, was at Adepticon. Okay, uh, and it was a, one of our buddies in the Manti community. Mm. Like he does all of his work with airbrush. Nice. Um, he rarely touches it with a paintbrush now. Okay. Um, and he does some amazing work, and he's like, you know, Rick, all you got to do is airbrush. Yeah, I hear like, that a lot too. <laughs> it's it's. It, but it was you got to practice. Well, yeah, yeah you oh, got to practice to get to that. Like, work. like anything, right? Right. You're not gonna just. And it's the tool, right? Yeah, right. it's a tool, and like he's he's an artist in right. Canada. Like yeah. that's what right. he does. So sure, yeah. Right. And, and it was, but but by saying tool, I mean it's the physical airbrush. Some yes. of them you can't do all that with. You got to have no. the right yes. airbrush to yes. to do Every that. Every single thing. time, right? Yeah, like my airbrushes were not the tool. Um, <laughs> yeah, and. And realistically, like your masters is what I started. That was my first airbrush. Okay, right. And which I, I think it's a lot of people's because it comes for free with your compressor. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, oh, it eighty bucks! Cheap. I'm going to get a compressor and a brush. Yeah, 
it, and it was that transition is like, okay. I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. look, it's eighty bucks. Yeah, okay, I can handle that right now. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> a lot of I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Lots of clogs, just like Jeff. It, it broke down. Oh, the needles broke. I didn't know that happened. Right. <laughs> All kinds of random things. And then last year, uh, working with Jeff, like he taught me some things with the airbrush, mm-hmm. uh, with painting a, a Mantic model. Uh, and it hurt, by the way. <laughs> my, my wrist still isn't fully recovered <laughs> from painting that Mantic model. Nice. The fun part, though, was while he was talking to me about painting it in the the strokes you use and how you cover it to get that transition and all that stuff. He's also talking and doing cleaning things. Oh, in between. I, in between. Little, these little steps. Uh, yeah. These little things that he did. And I'm like, wow, it's really that easy. Right. So, right. like, gonna, since I, then, yeah, I don't have that cover on the front of my airbrush. Okay. Right. Your needle guard. My needle guard. Right. I don't have that. Right. Which helps your needle out. It helps the needle. <laughs> but you can't see what you're trying to airbrush. Yeah. Right. Um, but a lot of the things that he showed me that he was doing, like the bucket and sitting it in the, um, the alcohol. Alcohol. The, like, well, taking taking your, your nozzle out yes, and soaking it. Doing yeah. all these little things that right. I hadn't done before. Right. My airbrush has lasted so much longer. Well, sure. And... Again, uh, I was shown that. Yeah. It wasn't my idea, you know. Well, yeah. I'm like sitting in the right. guys like, yeah, you just throw it in here and if it's always wet, it'll never dry. Right. I'm like, well, that's obvious, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> you know, but but not. You know, right. obvious exactly. but not, right? right. I and, wouldn't have I wouldn't have been like, oh, that just seems right. Yeah, yeah but, right. Yeah, because when I'm looking at that little like screw uh, um wrench tool well, that you right. take that piece off, I'm like yeah. Well, if you hadn't come and said what everything was for and how it works in that regard, I'd have been like, "That comes off." <laughs> well, I would never have known where oh, that yeah. actually went. Right, to. right, right. And I'd be like, "Well, this is very interesting." Well, yeah, that's the one thing that's brutal about that airbrush, right? Is that right. is a threaded object. Right. Where the higher end ones, that just pulls out. Right. By hand. Right. Right, and it, it's a whole other level. Yeah, and even threaded, and now it has cracks and crooks for all that stuff to get in and, and just clog it up. Right. It sucks. And it's got that little removable gasket on it. Yep. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that thing's yep. a nightmare waiting to happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I would never have known that. Right. Had yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. You brought some little like uh, mouthwash cups. Mm-hmm. I kept them. The ones that Good. didn't get thrown I away. Saw them yeah. There. So I'm. Yeah. All they are, are little Jello shot cups. Yeah, is but, all they are. And, I mean, and you only need one because that, you know you put the thing in it and during your or any time. And you just throw out the liquid and mm-hmm. the cup is. Sure. Always there. It'll last a while. Anytime you go to Culver's and get yeah. ketchup. There you go. Yes. Steal a bunch of those. Of sure. I, I yeah. Them, heck yeah. yeah. It's perfect. That's yeah. exactly what I use. Yeah. yeah, it's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a little, little plastic cup. Yep. But again, had I not been in your class for that, and and I mean, it legitimately was a class. I mean, yeah, you, it was. You, you gave us, you, you know, you went through the the, the basics of the air, air machine, the, the uh, compressor and the gun and everything, and the dismantling and the re- remantling the troubleshooting of it and then a couple of brush techniques mm-hmm. for those that were able to do it. I'm a really good one-on-one instructor yeah. because Kelly's model looks sweet. Yeah, yeah. And she was <laughs> she was sitting next to me and she was asking me all these questions right. and everyone else was talking about their own crap, you know, so I was yeah. just telling her what to do. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, that looks freaking good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well that makes me that leads me into the next question is how important do you think when you go to a show like Adepticon or any show that sure. has hobby classes, right? Attending at least one, right? 
Right. Uh, you think that's kind of important? Um, is it important? Uh, if you want to grow as an artist, it oh, is. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, so I've taken, I've taken multiple classes at Adepticon right. over over the years, um, and I gotta be totally honest, I have not gotten a ton out of the four hour seminars okay. or three hour seminars or or sure. whatever. Um, I have found that that short of a time mm-hmm. isn't enough time sure. for higher level stuff. Right. Does, but like it, an intro thing, it'd be fine for right. breaking down your airbrush, right. maybe some real basic concepts, right. fine. Like I took mm-hmm. one from uh, Angel Hernandez, I think. Mm-hmm. Angel Hernandez. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. It's Angel. Sure. Yeah. But we all say Angel here in the States. You do. Cause, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ugly Americans. Yeah, because we're just yep. freaking savages. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know. Jimenez. Jimenez. That's his yeah. last name. Angel Jimenez. Yeah, I have his uh, master class books. Oh, you here. don't pronounce it Jimenez? Jimenez. Okay. No, but I have his master class books here. I'm, I'm sure you do. They're, they're great. Right. I have no oh, idea what they're saying because it's like, yeah. it's such high cerebral artwork. <laughs> right. And, and he is super talented and he's yeah. showing us a bunch of stuff, but I'm yes. going like in the three hours and... Again, he's an amazing mm-hmm. artist, but there was definitely a language barrier going on there because he is sure. not a. Yeah, he's from he's, Spain. Not only is he not a native English speaker, right. but he is a poorer English speaker. Right. Uh, so you know there there was a there was a major hurdle there. Yeah. Right. Uh, you could definitely tell he was incredibly talented, and, sure. he, did, right. and he did show some techniques with right. sample, you know, showing teaching by example. Mm-hmm. But still, with that much of a language barrier, that was right. difficult. I, of I, course, I will say that. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but as far as like again going to classes, you, uh, right now I, I have and, taken uh, multiple multi day seminars, right, and those have been while a lot more expensive than Adepticon mm-hmm. because you're getting sixteen hours over a weekend, yep. way more expensive but worth every penny. Okay, um, I've taken um, I took a two dayer in Flint a number of years ago by uh, uh, Justin McCoy. Okay. From uh, Secret Weapon Miniatures. Okay. And then I've taken two from Caleb Wisenbeck from CK Studios. And then I took another one that was a two-dayer from um, Vincent Venturella. Okay. And that was through CK Studios as well, but he was the instructor. Okay, cool. Yeah. How about you, Rick? Have you taken any classes? I have not taken any actual no. classes. Okay. Uh, it's been the... Jeff showing me the Jeff show. The Jeff show on a couple things. Nice. Um, you should probably play those other instructors' residuals because I'm just <laughs> passing on their knowledge to you. Um, and then a couple other guys that have, mm. but that it was even going back to using the paintbrush too. Of course, like it was the same mm-hmm. thing because it was. I started painting with Walmart Meyer, sure, hobby paints. Yeah, and, uh, what is it? And, Apple Core. Or Apple yeah, Core. I didn't know I about priming. Like yeah, none of it. Sure. Of course. Um, so it was, it was the people in the hobby playing the games mm-hmm. that I played with. Right, they took it upon themselves. It's like, hey, do you want to learn right. a thing or two? Yeah, right. Awesome. Yeah, and that's how my painting has progressed. Is right. just that somebody being mm-hmm. nice and showing me, hey, you know, this is really easy if you do this. Sure. Right. Oh, sweet. So, right. And I've I've never been um, shy yeah. about asking questions. Right. He was like, "Oh, I really like that effect. How did you, you do? Yeah, how did you do it? Yeah, right. you do it? You know, right. show that. Show show me. 
you know, and case in point, I asked Jeff about his weapons almost every single time. Right, <laughs> he's spinning, uh, yeah. and uh-huh. I just and say, he's explained it to me multiple says, times. And one of these times, I'm going to try. It's like the it. easiest thing I do, Rick. <laughs> I know, right, so, but it looks amazing every well, thank time. Thank you, I appreciate it. But, so, last question. Yeah, and I think I, I don't know if you guys will agree. I, I think we've been on this for an hour. Yeah, uh, thirty minutes. So an hour. It's an hour. <laughs> uh, so my last question to you guys would be then, with your skill and experience at painting armies, legions, and potential hordes, right? right? Yeah. I just like or hordes are rough. Armies and legions, yeah. not so hordes. Yeah. Yeah. Hordes. 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 Um, what, what is a skill or technique that you would like to learn or improve upon that you see others that do that is just like wow, that is such a cool thing. I would like to learn that. Uh, for me, it would be object source lighting. Okay. Yeah. Um, not yeah. that I don't know if I would ever really do it because mm-hmm. it usually crosses my threshold of of uh, time versus reward. Okay. You know. Yeah. Sure. What do they call that? A uh, what's the what's the diminishing returns? Diminishing. Okay. It crosses the point of diminishing yeah. returns. Right. 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 Um, like what I did with the weapons that you like so much, Rick. That's kind yeah. of like a a poor man's OSL, yep. right? You know, where I'm not actually putting the, the light on any of the model other than the weapon, right? right? Um, you still get an effect, but without all the busyness of, of carrying that light onto the onto model it, itself. Yeah. Okay. And I always think it looks amazing, mm-hmm. you know, but, and I've tried it, you know, here and there a little bit, but I think it t- would take a lot of, you know, effort and practice sure. to actually get it down. Okay. You know, like you see some of the old diorama stuff. I don't know if you've seen it. There's one with a, a sister of battle with the dual flamer yes. pistols. Yes. You know, and she's just ripping these oh my these, God. these flames shooting out of her guns, right. lighting up this this target that she right. has, and then you know the ambient light from the flames are just right. all it, over it, the wall it, next to her and stuff. The and, way it's and, done and there's it's shadows, there's shadows gorgeous. on the wall and all this stuff. Right. And yeah, it, it's phenomenal. It's gorgeous. It's it, phenomenal. Yeah, but, but I'm I just going. Never, yeah, it's okay. a showpiece, right? Right. You know. Well, I was gonna say that about OSL is that's I feel like for what you guys are doing for like turn turn uh, yeah. tournament play mass min- produced miniatures right. that's yeah. probably not something OSL would yeah like I mean, I said, it, it still would be kind of cool obviously to see it but yeah law I feel of like diminishing the, returns OSL is definitely for those right. show pieces those agree those, those, and those, I know. feel the same about the non metal metallics right, right. Yep. Uh, another technique that I think is super cool looking it really and, is and but, super neat but I would just never get the return on the investment for that, right. you know, because I'm trying to put an, I'm trying to put an army on the table. Right. Yeah. I'm not trying to enter a single model into a competition. Right. What about you, Rick? What, what would flesh? Flesh? Oh man, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's where I would I land as well. I still struggle a lot with flesh. Yeah. We'll talk. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not that hard. Yeah. Flesh, and flesh and I kind of figured. I honestly yeah. kind of figured it was something. It, it's something mm. simple. It's just more than something likely. I'm blocking when I'm doing it. I'm right. Like, so seeing what I need. A lot of it's picking out the right starting flesh tone. Yeah. And then you got to hit it with a quality um, flesh wash yep. so that you get those recesses filled. And then the trick, the real trick to making it look really good is hitting it back with the highlights after that mm-hmm. and thinning your paint out properly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So that way you can do multiple coats and build up the thickness and get that smooth transition. Sure. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the trick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I think flesh would be for me too. Yeah, um, just because, yeah, I, yeah. I I think when it comes to like doing like metal armor, 
the miniatures I have done, like warriors and plate mail and mm -hmm. stuff, I'm I think I do those very well. Yeah, me too. Right, and but that but when, metal's when I, great, especially yeah, if you I have a, a couple good uh, solid paints yeah. for metal. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a scale seventy five I'm just in love with right now, mm. which is like the it's called necro gold. Nice. It's like an aged gold look, and Ooh. I just love how it looks. I mean, that's what's that's what <laughs> yeah. the gold is on all these models. Yeah. I think it just looks awesome. Yeah, mine is. Uh, I love uh, gunmetal gray. Yeah, gunmetal gun, gray is gun, good. Gunmetal. Yeah, gunmetal from Vallejo. Yeah, yeah, that's a good color. Such a good color. Yep. Yeah. There's uh, that dark metal that I picked up when we were at Michigan Toy Soldier. Is that a scale seventy five as well? Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it's not dark metal. It's yeah, it, um. What old old metal I think or it's, old, it's something like that, yeah it's like the I, base you put underneath the copper yes yes and that's I also love that. a fantastic color yes nice. I agree scale seventy five crushes the metallics <laughs> all right so we have OSL for you yeah flesh for you yep. flesh also flesh for me for well, I can fix flesh for you guys right. but now what are you perfect. gonna do for me um, oh damn it say thank you well well, well well obviously when it comes to the, what we're talking about we're not we're not going to be able to bring you anything that's going to improve you like, upon yeah. your no you're really not your sadly. skill set yeah sadly oh sadly he says right. well i mean but it's, it's just something that's true right but in no, but in return you know obviously uh we are amazing cheerleaders for the work you well, do. well thank you thank you right? yeah you do <laughs> you do pump up my ego yeah. every week. this so, makes you feel good uh all right so those are those i i, I think that answers like a lot of questions i had around okay what it takes to put miniatures on table for right me, yeah. when when so and the work. other the other thing that it really takes also is <laughs> play testing. Oh, before you start painting all your stuff, yeah, you gotta Have get it you gotta get your go. list worked out. <laughs> okay, because there's nothing worse than painting a bunch of crap that you don't end up putting in the army at the end because right. you decided that there was uh, not yep. didn't mm -hmm. fit what you're okay. trying to do right. That also makes so sense. So play testing is a is a big part of it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I never get that part right. <laughs> <laughs> I always have extra Well, that's why you have all those trophies in the cabinet, oh, right? I just want to paint yeah, all the totally. things. I just want to paint all the things. Yeah, well, yeah. you got to start by painting one. I, and I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right on. Why don't we take a break? All right. We'll pay some bills with some of our wonderful advertisers and sponsors, and then we'll come back and we'll talk some news. All righty. Cool, cool, cool. AFK Games in Holt is celebrating 10 years. We moved into our new 7,400 square foot space late last year and now have comfortable space for over 100 gamers. We continue to expand our terrain selection and keep a full event calendar. With our expanded space, we've also broadened and deepened our stock of gaming and hobby supplies. It's time for the news. See, Rick is over and laughing his butt off to my left. <laughs> like he starts before you even see. You know it's coming, and you still can't help but laugh. <laughs> Welcome to the news segment, fellas. The news. What are we talking about today? Well, I got a couple different things. Um, so, my stupid phone and the recording. Do you need some time? Nope. Oh, good. Um, so it's uh, obviously this will be released just before Adepticon. Uh, just after just Adepticon. After Adepticon. Yep. Yeah, just after Adepticon. Sure. Um, Marvel Cri Crisis Protocol has their paint event. So apparently this is their first one. Mm -hmm. Is there what now? Their painting event yeah, for Marvel cool. Crisis oh, Protocol. At, at Adepticon? At Adepticon. Oh, that's cool. This yeah. is their first one ever. Cool. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see uh, some pictures from that when that comes right. in. Um, I'll be interested to see it with my own eyes. Yeah. Rub oh, it man. in. Rub it in. Jesus. <laughs> so good. So, <laughs> so good. good. 
Um, also potentially going to be at Adepticon. I know it's being released live afterwards uh, for Star Wars Legion. Uh, the And if you're fans of the Clone Wars cartoon, yep. you're going to love this. Uh, Commander Cody mm. has an expansion coming out for Legion. Nice. nice. Um, and then locally, uh, over at Golden Rhino last, I guess this would be like three or four weeks, Ago, they had their first primer for uh, Mark IV or whatever it is for War Machine. Oh, for War Machine. Yeah. Okay. Mark, did, did Isaiah yeah, run that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he had eight players. Uh, a couple of them were brand new to the game. Nice. Cool. And, of course, everybody was, this was their first time learning Mark IV. Sure. And it sounds like they had a blast. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting because Mark IV will be at Adepticon as well. Nice. So I'll have more information after that on our right. next episode. Of what was done with it. All right, That's right. very cool. Yeah, very cool stuff. Yes. Yeah. Rick, talk. You got anything? I do have one thing because because when this uh, podcast does go live and mm-hmm. everybody's listening to it, uh, Catalyst Game Labs will have their Kickstarter launched. Awesome. Uh, oh. For the new BattleTech Mercenaries expansion. Sounds very cool. Um, so they like in their last Kickstarter, didn't they have some Mercs? I think they did. They, like the salvage boxes or whatever. I I, I, I feel like they, they had, did, but there's like, this is definitely an expansion it. beyond it. Yeah. And uh, if it does anything near what the last one did, <laughs> uh, they had like two point four or yeah, two point five okay. million dollar yeah, Kickstarter. They did all right. And uh, so, I, like I was talking to them. Today. Do you think this has the juice to do that? Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, it does they want, okay. Everybody wants more Max. All right, right. No, cool. I I didn't. I mean, I knew it was a really successful Kickstarter, yeah. but I didn't know if that was like like a new edition relaunch. No, it, uh, was, it was all about those Max. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. They were ever, so I think that I think they have the potential to hit hit the the same iron. You know, nice. They have a very strong history in the gaming mm. genre, right? Yeah. The miniature gaming genre. They're kind of I don't want to say they're the first because they weren't the first, but they were a very strong IP back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And they early were, on, with er, FASA early on, right? Well, yes, and, yeah, with FASA days, right? right? Yeah, we're talking late eighties ish. Um, and yeah, and I definitely think that there are a lot of people with a lot of nostalgia right. for that period of time, right. and that's and they all have expendable income now. They sure do, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. I mean, you should little, see you should see Bill little, Kim's basement with yeah. his BattleTech collection. Yeah, they do man. have a little bit of a disposable extras. Right? Yes, for sure. And I, I think uh, so. I, so if you're listening and you haven't uh, backed it or haven't looked at it, at least go take a look. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, at the new BattleTech Mercenaries Kickstarter launching on uh, the 23rd. Uh, so it'll be the Thursday of Adepticon, mm-hmm. and they're going to be there. So when this goes live, it's going to be live. Exciting. Yeah. Sweet. Very cool. Well, I have a little bit of news from the GW world. Okay. Age of Sigmar news. Oh, what do we got? Yes, uh, we have two new army books coming out next weekend. So this will be just out as this is dropping. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, we are getting new books for the corn. <laughs> which I know you're kind of waiting for, Rick. Yep. And also a new book for Slanesh. So Really? Yeah, the Chaos Gods are getting some love. Chaos love. So, yeah, I'm actually very interested to see them both. Um, yeah. Both of them are not in the best of places right now. Yep. And it would be really cool to see them both get a boost in competitiveness. Yeah. Which would be nice. But yeah. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to guarantee it. But Well, yeah. There have been very few duds that have come out in this edition. I, I got to say that this has nice. been the strongest edition I've ever seen as far as just – 
solid consistency. And does Lanesh again, what would their models look like? Uh, they're going to be um, some kind of, do you really not know? I, I can't. Okay. I can't visualize what. So a lot of like. Corn, uh, I know. That right, right. Like, Skulls, yeah. skulls, blood, yeah. 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 So Slanesh will be more, there, he's more, the, it is more the god of excess. Yes. Oh, okay. So it'll be uh, like a lot of the demons, not gluttonous, mm -hmm. that's more Nurgle. Oh, okay, uh, Where yeah. it'll be more like. Um, it's almost like a slavery thing. It, yeah, <laughs> like, like a lot of s and kind of action going on. Oh, okay. Look. Yeah. Sure, sure. Right. So, whips, chains. Uh, whips, chains. A lot, of, a lot of leather. suck a okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, exposed right. breasts. You know, okay, fun stuff sense. like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, I, I really wasn't sure. Yes, yeah, suck a is a really yeah. good explanation, but okay. without wings. Right. Like, the cool white skin demon I have yeah. down there, that's a greater demon of Slanesh. Okay. Yep. Right. All right. So, it's kind of got that sleek... Feminine look, right. you know, but it'll bite your head off Rip too. Your right, face of off. right? Yeah. yeah, the black widows. Of exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's a really cool aesthetic, right. really. Right. Um, it, it's taken them a while to get it to the correct uh, PG ness. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's been times where it's been a bit R. <laughs> okay. But right. yeah, they're they're probably PG thirteen at this point, which is a safe spot for them. And of the two, which one are you actually more? The Slanesh. And you're corn. corn. Right, I, I I knew you were corn. Corn, yeah. There's yeah, no finesse over there. Yeah. <laughs> no, crush all things. Bull in a china shop over right. there. Uh, I I do ho own some slanesh stuff. Okay, right. Where I don't own anything corn. Okay, interesting. Would it corn... And that's K H O R N E. Yeah, for, not, for those like, of you out there, not who... like K O R N E. The yeah, band. not like watch out for no. the cornhole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Though you should. Right. Uh, <laughs> as a PSA, you should. Yeah. Right. So Very cool. anyway, that's, that's my cool. news. I'm excited to see them both. And they'll probably have those to available to grab them at. Obviously, they'll probably have them at Adepticon. Oh, yes, because that's the release right. weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that'll be. Really... I think. No. No. Yeah. 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 Next weekend is the yeah. release weekend. Yeah. Very cool. It is at Adepticon. Nice. So yeah, it's going to miss the cutoff for Adepticon mm. by a week. Okay. Because I think their cutoff is this coming Saturday. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah, just, just another piece of news that makes me depressed that I'm not going this That's year. <laughs> it for the news. Formed in 2007, Warlord Games are designers, manufacturers, and distributors of finely detailed historical, fantasy, and science fiction miniatures in plastic, metal, and resin. Our award-winning games cover everything from the Bronze Age through the Renaissance, Horse and Musket era, right through to World War II. Additionally, we hold licenses to make games and miniatures for the likes of Judge Dredd, Slain, Dad's Army, and Doctor Who. We've developed a comprehensive range of models for each of our systems, with the core units available as plastic miniatures, reinforcements in metal, and larger units produced in resin. The vast majority of the process, from game and miniature design, mold making, production, and packing, are performed in-house at our HQ deep in the heart of Wargaming's spiritual home, Nottingham. The Warlords Games mantra is quality, innovation, and fun. We try to apply this across all areas of business. Hobby time. Hobby time. Hobby time. Hobby time. Wow, we're like a, uh, <laughs> like bar a, bar a barbershop barber 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 tri yeah. triette. Yeah, yeah. Trio. Trio. It's just a trio. I like, no, I, no, we're, we're absolutely the triettes. <laughs> we're the triettes. Triants? Well, yeah, we're, we're related to Ian. Ants. You know, I, I learned an interesting fact about ants the other day. Okay. 
Did you know that John Reese davies is also the voice of Treebeard? I did not know that. Really? Yeah. I did not know that he, either. He nope. was uh, Gimli. Gimli. Yeah. 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 Nice. Also, Sala from Indiana Jones. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Indy. Indy. <laughs> it is good to see you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. he's such a great oh, actor. Oh, yeah, great actor. Yes. Very British. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I thought that was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. He's also, I think, the second or third tallest of the fellowship. He is. He's like mm-hmm. six-something. He's like 6'3". Yeah. And he may be the tallest, actually. Right. I think Vigo is... He's 5'10". Five, five, yeah. Yeah. And then um, the guy who played Legolas yeah. was also Orlando short. Bloom's like 5'10", Bloom's also. Like right. right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and but, then all the hobbits are short. Oh, like, yeah. They're all... Oh, they are all short. They're like 5'8". Right. Right. Yes, because he's yeah. six inches taller than three of the hobbits and seven <laughs> yeah. inches taller than, Which is so than Frodo. When you have to think about how they had to do the depth oh, of yeah. the yep. shots. Oh, yeah, for him especially, right? Right, yeah, because yeah. he's so big. Right, right. yeah, because like Christopher Lee's like six foot, and right. um, who's uh, Gandalf? Um, Ian, Mc, uh, Ian McGregor. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, Ian, Mc, Ian McKellen. McKellen, yeah. yes, McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, um, <laughs> also very cool. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's also like six foot tall. <laughs> right. No, anyway, it was an interesting factoid. Yeah, I ran across. Dwarf was the tallest in, yes. in actuality. Yeah, yep. kind of uh, ironic. I know. I know it's hobby time, but uh, because we, you brought up some of the actors there, mm-hmm. uh, the, the actor who played Legolas. Yeah, early in the blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's in a show on Amazon right now called uh, Carnival Row. Oh yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah. It is very good. Awesome. Yeah, second yeah. season just came yeah. out. Oh, did the second season drop? Yes. All yeah, right. I know my wife's yes. rewatching season one. Yeah. To so my <laughs> refresh, refresher, I will definitely yeah. see. Yeah. I really like season one. Yeah, season two is also very All right, good. cool. Can't yeah. wait to check it out. And his, his, his character is such a good, or interesting character to follow. He's the star of one of my favorite movies. Uh, Black, uh, Black Hawk Down? Nope. No, that's also very good. Uh, I wouldn't call him the star of that. He's not, yeah, yeah, he broke his back in that movie. In did he really? Like, really? Like, oh, that's When nice. they're doing the fast roping out of the yeah. helicopter. Really? He actually did fall. A little oh, too wow. much character. And, yeah. Get too fall. into character yeah. there a little bit. Yeah, and, got, and broke his back in the landing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a Kingdom of Heaven. It's oh, great. oh, my God. Great. That's a good movie. Especially the director's cut. That's the only uh, way yes. to watch it. Director's okay. cut. Yep. Must cool. watch. Nice. Fantastic film. I agree. It's a great yeah. film. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I just, even though I'm like not like a religious dude. Mm-hmm. It's still an amazing story. Oh, it is. But yeah. I, I just love that scene where he's char- he charges with his small group of knights to, to protect the peasants going into the castle. Yeah. So he, he like goes into them, boom, they get their butt kicked, you know, He's in trouble, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you see the, you know, the Saracen, he's like, eyes kind of looks up and it gets kind of big. Yeah. And then you just see that golden cross as the army of Jerusalem comes, yeah, yep. you know, and then there's Saladin's army coming yeah. the other way. It's like, it's like, oh, it's going down. Yikes. It's such a good film. Right. Like, and then they just. Really is. Well, I like, I, I, I enjoy all the uh, Templar stuff. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, it just looks cool. Yep. Oh, yeah. it looks great. The yeah, that, is, that is, white tabard with the red right. cross. Yeah. Well, even Saladin's uh, forces yeah. looked yeah. amazing. They did. They looked and, amazing. And, and how they're represented. In, 100%. And there was great. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's such a cool aesthetic. One of my favorite movies that um, that kind of has the same vibe is called Arn. Yes. Uh, yes. The Swedish version. Yes. You don't want to watch the America or the English cut because it actually cuts out almost a full movie's length oh, really? of content. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Because um, yeah, the original is a, is a two disc or two movie, part one, part mm-hmm. two. But the, the one that we get in, here in the states is just one movie. Oh, just and it cut literally, down. It literally cuts down like almost forty five. That's really a good thing, right? It's really a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I saw Kingdom of Heaven in the theater, mm-hmm. and I remember liking it. 
And then I saw it at the, at the director's cut, and I just love it. Yeah. I just, I that's it's got Liam Neeson's in it, man. Yes. Yeah, of course. I mean. My boy Liam Neeson. awesome. He's awesome. Well, it's it's kind of funny when we think about historic miniatures and how mm -hmm. they look, and then sometimes when there's like, oh, that is like the um, uh, Arena Rex, right? The one right. That yes, showed you, yeah. The the big gladiator that sure. I have, yeah. Uh, and then you you've been working on those conquest stuff, yes. Right, the conquest right. stuff. Those yep. miniatures look so freaking good. Yes. Right with the spearmen mm -hmm. and the and the the leader, the two leader. Yeah, the two leaders are fantastic. You were putting yep. together this past right. Thursday. Mm -hmm. I was just like, man. Yeah. Mm hmm I love that stuff. Absolutely. Right. Dang it. <laughs> so how, what are, what's everybody working on? All right. <laughs> Speaking of which. Sure. You want me to start? Sure. Why not? Yes. All right. So last episode, my goal was to finish up my Lunath Realm Lords mm -hmm. Stone Guard. Right. And the Cloud character. Yes, the the hurricane wind mage, as they call him. That's the one with the with the, the sphinx. No, the one who's running on a cloud. Oh, really oh, I see, oh, I can see it over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Which is <laughs> looking like an anime character. <laughs> it's kind of it a weird. Does. It's a weird aesthetic. It yeah. really is. Uh, it pulls off what they're going for, though. Right. He yep. is a, he's a mage that knows how to fly. That's pretty cool. Right. So yeah, it's a little wizard, and he's on a, a literal cloud. Literal mm. cloud. Yeah. Just like a um, uh, Krillin. Yep. Yes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> In Dragon Ball Z. Right. That's super cool. Flying around in this cloud. Yeah, so that was my goal. Um, obviously, I got it done. Yeah. You know, I yep. knocked yep. it out. Yeah. I wrapped it up over the weekend. Mm. Um, happy with how they turned out. Right. So with this group, this is the second batch of 10 I've done. Yeah. I had another batch of 10 that I did a few months back. Right. And with this batch, so I also brought in my... Um, the uh, of Eleanor, the cow, right? We, we talked about because yeah. I want I yeah. forgot to bring it last mm -hmm. week. I wanted yeah. to show you guys. Great. So I brought in the Eleanor and I brought brought in also Teclas. Mm -hmm. uh, so those two large models, as well as all the infantry you guys are seeing in front of you, there's, there's twelve infantry models. I started mm -hmm. all of it at the same time. Okay, uh, because when you're gonna airbrush a bunch of stuff, it's way easier just to take a it. color and yep. knock it out, right? right. Yep. Uh, so that's what I did. So I did all of the yellow with the airbrush across yeah. all those models. I did mm -hmm. it all at the same time. Uh, and then I also did all of the red okay. on all those yep. models with the airbrush at the same time. Nice. And so the last unit I did, I didn't do the red with the airbrush. And this unit, I did do the capes with the airbrush. Okay. And I thought the, the capes came out great. I was super I happy with they how they came out. Um, I was able to pull it off without overspraying the red over the yellow because I had to do the yellow Which first. Which is impressive. Thank you. <laughs> Which is impressive. There's a couple little spots I screwed up, but overall I was yeah. really happy with how I was able to get that much control, yes. and that was with the fancy your, the Ukrainian fancy, the Ukrainian yeah. airbrush got rocking out there. All right. Um, yeah, so I knocked that out, and like I said, I finished that, I think, Saturday. So Sunday I started my next project, which – That'll be my goal for <laughs> next episode. But I don't know how much I'll get done because a big chunk of this um, next period is going to be at Adepticon. Be... Right. But I still think I can get a unit finished All by right. next episode. Okay. All right. So I am now working on Conquest City States. And they look city amazing. States right on. Yeah. Oh, you have you saw. So there's been I only the saw assembly. The you I didn't see them with any with any paint on. I have right. some pictures to show you. All right. Ooh. Um. So. Of course, I'm going with a green and white theme. Yes. Why, why would that be? 
Do the math, sir. Well, if I carry the one and I divide it by seven, no, I, I'm going to bring it. Oh, equals no. Michigan State. Oh, oh I thought it was U of M. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to go. I was going to say like Central Michigan. Oh, Central, well, yeah. you know, it was funny when I, I told my buddy I was starting to work on these. You know, he goes, oh, so it's going to be green and white, right? I said, well, there really isn't any choice. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, I mean, and they're going to look fucking Excuse Amazing. me. They're gonna look great. No, you can say that word. Yeah. I mean, they are gonna look great. They're gonna look even with those colors. They're gonna look. <laughs> I have the I have the green done. Do you? Yes. Okay. On all of them. <laughs> nice. Everything that I bought in that box, the green is now right, finished. So if I'm sitting here thinking about the one leader who had the shield in front of him and the yes on the kind of on the ground yeah in, in the in his cloak but, in his arm right yeah so the I'm guessing that cloak is green yes oh yeah, yeah he's bald yeah, he's bald yeah. freaking good and it's gonna be nice. a white plume on the helmet oh of course yes. of course Ooh. it is it's, it's they're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna they're sexy that's super cool they're gonna be really good um so yeah so I'm hoping by next episode I'll get a batch of twelve done okay. um mm. I gotta find out what kind of basing I'm gonna do sure. You know, I almost feel like what you've done with these, with these, with the marbleization, mm-hmm. the 3D printing, well, makes sense. That would look good, right? Because yep. the, the right think Sparta and the marble and the and sure the, and the Pantheon. Look. So the big problem to mm-hmm. that, yeah, is that I don't have any 3D printable things that would look good for, for the those for conquest. conquest because yeah. they come with those squares, squares, yeah, and. And not only that, but then the base thickness has to be really thin because right. it has to fit into the, that square brick. Right. And so it, I'm going to be restricted into what I can get a hold of. Yeah. Um, which sense. there aren't a ton of 3D printable mm. themes for that right now. Mm. I have the Juan yeah. that I got, and I yep. think he put out a he second out a one. Second it's like one. a cobblestone. Yeah. And I don't know if he has anything past that. I haven't looked. So I gotta I gotta yeah. do some research on what's available out there because I don't mind paying. I mean, it was like fifteen bucks for sure. the theme, yep. which I don't mind paying that at all. Right. Um, and they also did they previewed their next release for next month too. Okay. For that, it's, I saw something today that came through uh, an email from Daryl. Uh huh. Was it like giants? Um, hold on. They're gods, Greek gods. I think Greek it was. God. They're giant gods. Greek gods. Yes. Yeah. So I'm trying to get him to send me some stuff. <laughs> they, they cast spells. Uh, Ooh. Hold on. They're gods. Yeah. So conquest PR. Sorry, I, I hate to do this because this uh-huh, could have been this could have been news. Yeah. Uh, it's just extended. Uh, we hope that we are pleased to announce two updates to conquest. Our new 2.0 evolved set of rules. The last argument of kings are live and we played, and also deb- debuting at Adepticon. Two new items for our Wardrun faction: the chieftain and the veterans. Right. Our long-awaited expansions to our orc force, yep, which is also another no, army. There's, there's nothing here about the giants. Is it, it, they're an it April. May, they're an April release. Right. But I mean, those are cool also if pretty if cool. If they're at a kind of be kind of cool. I, I'm yeah, betting yeah. they'll probably have. They might have a demo there uh, or, or a sample display, or something. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. studio models. But they're going to be cool. I bet you they're you know probably sure. going to be. Eight, yeah, oh, eight yeah. inch, nine inches tall. Yeah, should gross. Be, should be pretty awesome. Because I know they have like those big ogre. Take the apex predator oh, and rip it apart. They have those ogre looking creatures that are also really big. The erg. The erg. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, if, if, I've seen them where they so had this big table at like Gamma or some of the trade shows. Uh-huh. That you walk by and just like Jesus, that's just crazy. How much is you know? And they have this like bridge scene, and there's these two like I think they're ergs, and they're just this beast. And they're like defending the bridge, and then there's this horde of smaller models yes. coming yeah. at them. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, 
That's the. This is the picture of the god. Oh, that is sick. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, cool. Y'all can probably, if y'all are watching this, oh, you know, live, damn. you can see. Yeah, watch it live. <laughs> watch it live. Yeah. No, it should be really cool. They're they're just gonna be giant. Yep. Green guys, right which is cool. So anyway, that's what I'm working on. All right. So for me, um, I had planned on finishing my Asterians, my anime Asterians, right, uh, and getting some more MCP painted. Uh, none of which happened. Boo! Now, oh. hold on. Because my high school D&D club mm. turned into a middle school D&D club as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have two clubs. And my hobby time was spent on building, what did I do, nine entry-level characters and cobbling together a mission to teach the middle schoolers. Because none of the middle schoolers know anything about D and D. Oh, nice. okay. So I had all of my the hobby fresh. time was prepped. Really? For, yes. None of them even. That's none of them. Shocking. They heard about it. And my middle school and years they were, were curious about all D and D. Um, it, and it's funny because we had our first session. Um, they absolutely loved it. Cool. Um, about two hours after the session was over, the teacher emailed me and said. So what happens if we have 12 more kids? <laughs> so my hobby time has been completely dedicated to D&D right now. So are there any teachers at the school who have D&D experience? Nope. How can that be? The teacher that is the sponsorship for the middle school was, right. she literally told me on the phone, was, I don't know what D&D is, but I really like the characters that play it in Stranger Things. Right. The, but, the, but how is there not a teacher in that school who hasn't played D&D in their life? Right. It is a weird. A lot of them. It's odd. Yeah. A lot of I mean, them because know of D&D. Many of the teachers are in our yes, agreed. our generation. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, and there's a lot of people who play it, D&D in our generation. In, like, Vetter, their band, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing D&D. Yeah. By being in the band, you, you're a geek. It comes I, with the yes, territory, right? But he never played. Right. Wow. He never it is played. Weird. It is weird. It's odd. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what you're there for is to, right. is, is to be that guiding light. That well, I'm just saying they could use some more help they if, could. if they got 100 24 <laughs> kids or right. 20 kids that want to yeah, play. Like 20 kids. You you need um, multiple DMs and stuff at that yeah. size. Yeah, do you have kids that are interested in being DMs? I do. Okay, and that was the really cool part because talking about how a game is set up and going through that whole process, one of the kids said, "Well, can I be the leader?" Yeah, and I'm like. Well, what do you mean by leader? It's like I want to do the, I want to be all the other characters. I'm yeah. like, so you want to be the DM? Sure. Yeah. Cool. And so we, you need those people. I agreed. Yeah, we had uh, we control a, freaks, right? Yeah. I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah. Storytellers. Yeah. We yeah. have a Discord set up for the high school DMs, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and the middle school DMs, and then the high school players and the middle school players. Separate, um, separate, discords. separate discords. Okay. Um, but the high schoolers are also going to help me. With the nice. middle schoolers. That's, That's great. great. Yeah. Cool. And, and it was really cool because one of the things that, like, at this point, it really shouldn't shock me at all, but the initial 10 kids, seven of them were girls. Oh, that's great. Like, they want to get into it. That's they, awesome. Yeah. They really love the idea. Yeah. It's, it's great that it's really become an, an asexual game. An asexual yeah. and mainstream. Right. It's also very nice. And yes. mainstream, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So that has consumed my hobby time. Cool. That's good. Um, that's a, that, but that's worthy consumption. I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and while you guys are having a blast at Adepticon, I will right. still be working on that. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry you can't go this year, Rick. Yeah. I, it, it's so am I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It sucks. But I'm sure I'll see plenty of pictures. At least four. Mm-hmm. At least I'll, four. I'll take at least four. Pictures. I won't okay. take four. I, 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 mean, lucky to get two I, I will take at least four of the MCP stuff for you. So, so the only thing that I have when it comes to a depth gun that mm-hmm. I need one of the listeners on Saturday at about mm-hmm. four o'clock right. to run a bottle of water to Jeff. Oh, to me, yeah. <laughs> to you specifically. Because I can't talk anymore by that time of day. Yes. Yeah, usually. Nice. Interesting. I need to get, like, a GoPro and wear that the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Right? That'd be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool. It'd be and, boring. And, and live stream it? Very or? boring. I don't know. You can do, there's, there's, they have live stream backpack kits yeah. that you can have a camera that, like, out here, or, or one one that's, like, right here. Uh-huh. And as you're walking, and just like, hey, everybody, hey, everybody. Yeah. 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 God. And then, and then you have another one that's on your head. And it's like, I am oh. just not. Yeah, that's not going to be Jeff. Egotistical <laughs> enough at all to do anything like that. Are you that. sure? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just can't envision anyone having any kind of interest in, in what, what I'm up say? to. Yeah, right. Okay. No. I mean, I'm, there might be. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I outside of my that. mom. I, all right, yeah. I was going to be like, yeah. you know, I don't know who. but Mom you know, counts. Yeah, I guess mom counts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. Rick. What have you been up to? Same thing I've been up to the last few few weeks, uh, prepping miniatures mm-hmm. for the C2E2 C2E2. paint and take. Cool. Uh, just got a, and you saw, and you both have seen uh, uh, Battle Battlefront, or mm-hmm. uh, brought, sent in a bunch of Flames of War tanks. Sure. Yep. So I've uh, been putting some time. I, I I put, what, three or four together uh, this past Thursday when you were here. Mm-hmm. And I put together, I think, another four or five. Great. Then. Only 800 more to go. Well, I well I also <laughs> have other things, like everybody else, right? But uh, And that's a new model type for me to put together. Sure. Vehicles. Vehicles, and, yeah. And stuff. And, uh, and small vehicles. Small, small vehicles. vehicles. Yeah. That, yeah. And, guess, uh, and guess what they don't have? Like a 15-millimeter scale, I think. No directions. They have no directions. Awesome. They have an image. Well, you can look at the turret goes on top. Right. I the tread go on the side. I took care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're good. Yeah. They do have like like little I mean, arrows. You've seen enough tanks in your military <laughs> career. Yeah, right. It, you have an idea of right. how they and look. I, my last unit was an armored armored unit. Yeah, so. you've been inside those. <laughs> yeah. Not really. No, I never was. Oh. Not once. Never went into an APC ever? Nope. Oh, really? I'm not, I'm a, I, if I didn't have to go into it. I didn't go into oh, it. Oh, fair enough. And because of you, what you I were did. that curious because yeah. you're eight foot tall, right? And it's built for a four foot tall person. Absolutely, right. yeah, sure. And plus, uh, it's I almost know. amazing that you're in the Navy at all with all those low bulkheads. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I did twenty years. I mean, I can still see on. the dents in the yeah, forehead. In my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I I only did one ship my entire career. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. One ship, mostly Marine units. Which ship are you yeah. on? Uh, the USS Whidbey Island, LSD-41, uh, landing LSD ship. LSD landing ship, yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, so hovercrafts and yep. APCs. Right, because well, you're with <laughs> cause you're with the Marine Corps, right? As, a, as a corpsman, you're yeah. out with the Corps? Mo- most of the time I was with the Marine Corps, right. yeah. Artillery, the grunts. Because Marines aren't smart enough to be medics on their own, so they have to <laughs> bring them in from the Navy. I mean, that's not a... There's no, there's truth. I, <laughs> I mean, I love I love my marine brothers and mm-hmm. the, the crayon eaters that they are. Right, right. But I I, I I enjoyed my time with them. But yeah, uh, yeah. If well, I didn't have to paint get, sniffers too. Yeah. If I didn't have to get in a vehicle that I, was absolutely necessary, fair. I didn't get in. Yeah, it. fair. Yeah. So. Well, I know a number of people who are blowing up in their vehicles. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I got to ride in the big trucks. They had Under Armour. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Right. Well, so, so that's what I wor- have been working on. What do you, what do you, uh, you already kind of Conquest, said, baby. Yeah, Conquest, yep. and you said yeah, more, I'm, more, D&D. more D&D. Right. Um, to, to put a pin on it, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to finish 
one one unit of twelve and the two characters. Nice. Yep. So I'm going to continue uh, prepping. Uh, Good. But, but with us both going to Adepticon, it's going to put a cramper uh, in it. Right. It's yep. going to put a, a little bit of a, a slowdown. So I'm not I'm not prepping everything mm-hmm. uh, that I'm potentially taking because I want to you know while I'm there I can I might be able to sit and put some at the at sure. the booth. Yeah. You know, and people might. Yeah, you'll questions. do some. I don't think you'll do as much as you think. I, oh, I agree. I yeah. don't think I will. You're, you're going to be. I, I you're going to be busy. I think I'm only going to take like ten, to ex, ten extra tanks beyond the ones that Rick's going to help go. be put together. Yeah. Going to make Alex put those together? Uh, no. Oh no, not at Adepticon. Oh, I'm, oh. I'm not building that. Adepticon. Oh. I'm talking. I'm going to bring a couple unbuilt to C2E2. Oh, to C2E2. While I'm there. Oh, I thought you were at Adepticon oh, when no. you're sitting around. I'm like, but, but I am going it's to bring. Be pretty busy, man. I am going to bring a hobby bag, uh, bag of some sure. stuff to play. And Why paint. not? You Cause, can because I want to. A man can dream. A man can dream. Well, I'm not playing in any tournament events. No, I'm not playing in any any gaming events. I'm no. gonna, I'm going to go yeah. up to Fort Wapple. Sure, and I'm going to enjoy that area. Yeah, cool. Right. Um, That's opposite end of the vendor hall. Right. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And Just I'll, letting you know. And I'll be in the vendor hall, and then I think we have a couple after hours events that we have to attend. Yep. As as um as vendors, there's a couple right. private events that right. are, are mm-hmm. called. Um, oh yeah. Like one of them's a, a vendor networking event. At, cool. Uh, uh, one night, I think it's Thursday night, and it's like off site. Oh, very cool. Right. So, I'm, well, that'll be fun. The guys don't want to go to it, but I'm like, uh, that's literally what I have, what I do. So I'm gonna go to the freaking. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna go to it. You're gonna drop me off. Right. <laughs> or I'll just yeah. I'm gonna go to it. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, we got that, and we got the table or hobby or table or charities event yep. Friday night. Yeah. And then uh, also the uh, GW. The GW event Wednesday night. GW event yeah. Wednesday night, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of fun stuff going on. But I, I, I kind of figured I'd go there and, and uh, do some painting, mm-hmm. right? See what people are painting. Sure. Oh, God. Right. Because I've talk I, about, I, I, I heard that. Talk about next level. Right. Well, I also heard that Fort Wapple, which is the painting area, mm-hmm. um, is like no sleep. People are there all hours. That's probably true. Stuff. That's probably yeah, true. It, it is. It, it, yeah. So you never it know what going you're going to see or who you're going to see. Because the joy of going to, like, Mantic open night mm-hmm. on Saturday night, right. you realize you're still drinking at 4 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and yeah, you go not... back to your hotel, and there's still people down there. Mm-hmm. Down there painting. He's ridiculous. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, that's things, what they come there for. Yeah, right. exactly. And they have access, usually, from what I understand, to a lot of possible paints and stuff that they don't normally have I'm sure that's in true. their yes. own personal I'm sure yes. that's true. It gives them a yes. chance to play with things. Right. And, and and I think more than anything, and I I mean I haven't hung down there really, you know, sure. but it would I would seem to think mm. that it's a real opportunity for artists to get together and collaborate. Absolutely. Right. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I really loved what you did with this. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you yeah, let's you meet know, up at would, the let's meet right, up at Fort Would, Wapple would you mind showing me some things, yeah, kind absolutely. of thing? You know, and so yeah. it's a trade, a way to trade knowledge, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's when the Crystal Brush was there, right. when it was miniature agnostic. Right. There was some absolutely sick miniatures mm. out there. I bet. No, still the case with the GW stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the freedom of the agnostic really yeah. allowed for some. Different things to you know, mm-hmm. the busts especially, right? Yep. Right, because you you just don't get mm-hmm. there's no GW busts. There's, they just don't do that, right? Uh, which is unfortunate. Which is that, unfortunate because yeah. it's a really. I mean, that starts to really get into artistry. Artistry, yeah. right? Yep. But, like, they, but they aren't selling artistry. 
are they? No, they're selling models. They're, they're selling. They're selling. They're the a miniatures game. company. They're selling the game. They're, yeah. No, they're a miniatures company. No, they're yeah. a miniatures company. Yeah. So they say. Right. Um, but there was a a samurai warrior that was there a few years ago. Okay. It might have been right the last one before the pandemic, mm. and. Oh. The detail on the cloth of the samurai warrior. Oh, the 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 the, the or the padding where yes. because it has that that uh, embroidery. It was embroidery. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was just. I think I've seen this. Just miniature. ridiculous. I think, I think I've I seen remember. This I, it wouldn't it. surprise me. I'm sure it's been in magazines and stuff yeah. like that. Because yeah. I don't know if it insane. won, but it had to have placed. Right, I'm sure it did. You know, and yeah. just things like that. Of you know, course. it's just like you look at this and you just go, "How in the world?" Right. That right. was that was the coolest thing about the crystal crush because you, you walked into the vendor hall and it was right, right. there. Right. Yeah, you have all the all, all the yeah, displays. It was all it, there. It was, yeah, you got about twenty foot of glass cabinets oh, just right sick. as you walk it was in. So cool. Which is so cool. Yes. And, right. And Crystal Burst is the Simon. Yes, that was a Simon. Yeah, right. Yep. But then So it it won't be at Adepticon. No, it will not. No, because it, last year it is coming back though. Oh, I'm sure it's coming back. Yeah. As yeah. it should, right. But last year Games Workshop Bought the the premier sponsor of Adepticon. Okay. Yep. So the the, the they they paid to get their name all over it, and and they pushed out the Crystal Brush to bring in Golden, Golden Demon, Demon North America, right. which in its own right is an amazing Huge. painting yeah. competition. Oh yeah. yeah. And what they brought in <laughs> last <laughs> yes. year, I mean, it, it puts the Crystal Brush cabinet to shame. Sure. I mean, oh, it, it went man. from being what Crystal Brush was about twenty, I said about twenty, 20. feet. And this goes to about 20, what 20, eighty 20, feet. 20. It was about eighty feet worth yeah, of because it was in a square. It was in a rectangle. Walk, it was a rectangle. Yeah, rectangle. Yes. And you walked all the way around, yes. and, it, and it was very clear what right. categories were marked. Yes. It was. It was just amazing. Right, six foot tall by eighty foot yep. long rectangle. Right. That's and cool. yeah, it was nuts. Is right. what it was. Yes. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I know that uh, the Crystal Brush apparently is making its return at the Simon Expo. Oh. Which, is, which takes right. which is uh, used to take place down in Atlanta, but now is moving to uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Interesting. Well, that's yeah. where the, that's where uh, uh, Asthma Day is, and Asmodee right because that's Asmodee. where Fantasy Flight was based. Correct. Yes, oh, and it is. It's still based there. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, which, yeah, it's part of Asthma yeah, Day now. Right. Right. Uh, and and Atomic Mass is there and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it's you know appropriate that that's where they have it. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. Not. The easiest city to get to, no, but okay. Not at all. But it, it's a, I think it's that's one kind of nice thing about like in Atlanta, right? They're a hub, so airport hub, very easy yeah. to get to. Yeah. Minnesota, yeah, that's yeah. like nothing's close to that. Well, right. That's a twelve-hour drive from here. Correct. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. a hike. Yeah, we could be to Atlanta faster than that. Correct. Atlanta's a ten-hour drive. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, it'll, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see all the all the talent. Yes, that, that's all I've ever heard. Yep. About Adepticon, it's not. I like. I don't ever hear about. Yeah, you should have seen the armies that were played and how you know this particular army dominated. I never hear that. All I hear is the amount of talent that shows up at the oh, show. Yes. Is, it's nuts. It's ridiculous. It's nuts. So yeah, it, it's definitely a dog and pony show. Of course, for and sure. That's great. Right. And it's a great yeah. dog and pony show. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Well, awesome guys. Yeah. Well, thanks for this nice episode thirty nine. Yeah, yep. that was fun. Episode forty will be. Us talking about the glory that was Adepticon. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to try to bring a, a <laughs> tissue for Rick's tears because he. Because I will cry. Right. <laughs> well, I'm taking. So for, 
for camera work. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm bringing obviously all my TikTok phones. Sure. But I'm also bringing uh, two DSLRs and possibly one of my actual uh, um, camcorder cool video cameras. Nice. So to capture you're better than content. me. Well, that's what I do. I'll be lucky if I pull my cell phone out well, for thirty but, pictures. But that's what I do. You do your your sure. show. Your, oh your yeah, your tournaments. I just don't think I don't about do it. Right. I don't think about it. I'm going to bring back the the imagery that you're going to be like. Should have been there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, but uh, if they have that kind of cabinetry set up, the, the video camera comes out. Oh yeah, right. Yes, and, and capture all those. Yeah, it's it's display. Pieces. It'll be worth checking out for yeah. sure. Yeah, and if they can have if they have some really nice like areas where you can take photography of the entries, I'll try to I'll try to get some good ones. Cool, yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right. See you in a couple weeks. Yep. And yep. now it's time for some bagpipes. This episode is brought to you by Evolution Games, a tabletop gaming store located just off of West Saginaw Highway in Delta Township. We have a huge inventory of board games, card games, miniature games, role-playing games, and all of the accessories you might need, as well as ample gaming space.